This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Pleasure to have you with us this morning. It is uh, Wednesday. It's uh, the middle of March. So, uh, you know, if you're, uh, if you're not getting there, you better get there quick because uh, April's right around the corner. I got to thinking about that this morning. I'm like, oh, my God, April's almost here, and then it's May. So I just kind of had a little panic attack this morning. April's almost here. We are just we just hit the halfway point today. Right? I know, right. But, I mean, it's like it'll be here before you know it. Wow. And the okay. calendar, calendar just starts <laughs> accelerating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems like once the once you get into daylight savings time, it just feels like okay the 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 foot gets on the accelerator and goes just a little bit just a little bit heavier. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, we're we're doing something here at the compound today. They're uh, they're grilling up some hot dogs uh, for the ball game today. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to gather around the campfire and listen. Yeah, to Yeah, Jamie, you, and you Hex. should come. It'll be fun. He's he's a little busy. Mm-hmm. Would you eat a hot dog? Do you do you like yours grilled? Do you like it? Uh... He doesn't like hot dogs. I'm not a huge fan of hot dogs. I will eat hot dogs. I didn't know you had a spokesman this morning. I know. I will eat hot dogs. I prefer them to be grilled. Grilled? Uh, okay. Yeah. Little, just a little bit of a burn mark on it? or mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Give me some char there. I'll you like want, that. want a little char? Okay. And, and it's okay. I'm not a big, I'm not going to have an outrage uh, factory over ketchup versus uh, mustard. Okay. Or you do you. That's mighty kind of you. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just, I wasn't meaning like you. I'm just like in mm-hmm. general, I'm not going to build, you know, this. I've got plenty of outrage factories that I have built. I've heard. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've heard. I've got plenty, I've got plenty of them out there. I'm, 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 um, I've, they're full. All those outrage factories are full. And I'm at a point where just trying to manage what I've got is too much. Mm-hmm. So I don't need any, I don't need any new outrage factories at the moment okay yeah ides of march beware and stuff like that and jeff will give us a full rundown on this day in uh, this day in sports history all right so uh today for the red raiders uh again it's a, a 1 broadcast time two o'clock first pitch uh, you'll have uh, zach erdman on the hill he is a lefty um do you expect um him to go five innings or would you is that what you'd like to see today, or do you do you think they'll get more guys some work today? No, I would I would like to see them go five innings. I think that would be the preferred route, and and um, I'm sure they'd like to give some guys some opportunities. But that all depends on what the game dictates. I mean, if it is the game's in doubt, are you going to go with your 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 better arms? And if it's not, then maybe mm-hmm. maybe you can get some work for some guys. But as like from yesterday, Divine and Parrish and Beckel. That's basically normal bullpen stuff for them. Is that was that fair to say? I mean, is that coming off the weekend, getting ready for the Big Twelve? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're bullpen guys, so they can pitch on the weekend and in the midweek. So, but I mean, would this be like a normal bullpen session for them? With, with basically, what they threw yesterday or last night? I mean, I guess if, it, if it they could. weren't, if they weren't, if they didn't have a game, it I could guess. be. Sure. Okay. okay. Sure. All right. I was just, mm-hmm. I was just kind of kind of curious about that. I mean, I'm, you know, when you when you see. Four different guys um, getting work, um, and obviously, obviously, last night's not the main attraction. The main attraction is this weekend, and and this weekend could be a, a little wonky. Was there any, or have you heard any discussion about moving games around because of what the weather's going to look like, especially on Sunday? Yeah, that's not something Coach Tadlock and his staff really, you know, are chit chatting about. Okay, with okay. just random folks. Okay, well, you you're. Know. You're not just a, a random folk, is kind of how I would. I'm sure that they're keeping an eye on it, but mm-hmm. I mean, anything that's going to be changed, it wouldn't be a mentioned or, or announced until the very least Thursday. Okay, I didn't know if guess. they yeah. ran that by you to see how your schedule was for Saturday. If <clears throat> doubleheader Saturday worked for you, or you know anything along those lines, or if they said, "Hey, Jamie, what what do you got going on Saturday night? Do you think you could?" Could you go go two Saturday? Could you play two on Saturday? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Yeah. You're just along for the ride, right? That's pretty much it. They tell you try where to stay out of the way. Try to, try to stay out of the way. 
this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I am very committed to this show. Got off work at 1.15 this morning. Got to sleep at 2 a.m. Now I'm up and listening to the morning drive. That's the kind of dedication that we need more of. Okay. Uh, Shelly says this. You're Tad Lad, not a rando. Not a rando. Yeah, that's only for Choice Woodman. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I, they, I just think they focus on the now. Sure. No, I, know, I get it. They, got, I mean, they, got, they have people that are, you know, it's their job to worry about the weekend, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that they're looking at it and thinking about all the different op- options and all that good stuff, but it's not something they're going to focus on now. Okay. Uh, the worry about uh, worry about Friday, Friday. Worry about Saturday, Saturday. And Sunday, we'll just we'll figure it out. Uh, the, the The thing, though, is in all seriousness, with regard to the weekend and Big Twelve play, you'd like to get them all in. I mean, if you if you could, yes. You know, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, Always. well, I guess my point is, is that would you rather play in forty degree weather or fifty degree weather on Saturday? And, you know, or do you feel like if you feel like Sunday's in jeopardy, then you may have to play two on Saturday so, right. that, so that you get them so that you get them in. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm not I trying mean, to be flippant. Um, uh, you know. Was your question? Do you are you would you prefer to get them all in? No, 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 no. I mean, okay. I just was that was more of a statement. Well, okay. if, if it sounded like a question, I mean, it was more of a. Maybe I should say it more authoritatively. You would prefer to get all of these games in, and if that means playing two on Saturday as opposed to playing in 32 degrees and snow on Sunday, that would be probably the best option for you, but that decision will be made later on the week because they're not going to worry about that today on game day. Well, and we also know it's Lubbock. I mean, the the weather changes. Mm, Right. What was going on with the wind last night? I heard you guys talking about, um, particularly early in the game, Maybe this is right before the sun went down. It it sounded like the like the wind was blowing in from right, but yet when the ball got in the air, it was going in another direction. Yeah, it was. Uh, I guess a little bit funky last night. It it was blowing in from right, yet yet uh, Austin Green was able to get one out. So that that was impressive. But yeah, it just it just uh, the, it was causing a lot of slice. Okay, you know, last night. The effect the broadcast at all was there any slice in your words? Like you kind of you said something that you, was really meant more to uh, going up the middle, and it kind of sliced over to the right side of the infield, and and Hanks had to kind of interpret a little bit, or or vice versa. No, no, no. Okay. I know of. Uh, Jordan says, uh, Jamie, give yourself some credit. You're more than a local nobody. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You're well, more than a local Jordan, nobody. if you say so, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And by the way... I I mean, I am, you know, the sidekick of Chuck Hines. So, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that gets me something. <laughs> gets, you, gets you nowhere. There's and a, Jeff Haxton and Clint Scott. So, right. I mean, You've got a lot of partners. Always the bridesmaid. <clears throat> but just and, one uh, wife, right? I had a new partner last night. Oh, you did? I did. Who was that? For a little while. You must not have been listening to the broadcast. It's really disappointing. It was the highlight part of the broadcast. I I didn't get all of it last night. No, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Hexton left for a little while. And while he was gone, Raider Red came in and sat down next to me. Oh, boy, I bet you did color for me. I thought Raider Red couldn't talk. He he did he couldn't. <laughs> and he logged on to Jeff's Twitter account on his laptop and was hacking hacking into Hex's account. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was that was pretty fun. Did Hexton? Meanwhile, the Red Raiders were scoring runs, so I'm trying to <laughs> entertain Raider Red and have a conversation with him and call baseball action all at the same time. Man, that's a it's, that's a pretty big burden right there. Yeah, it was, you know. Luckily, I'm used to doing shows with guys with big heads, so it uh-huh. was good. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, right. Right. No, that makes makes a lot of sense. On the Eighth Flooring Center chat line, uh, there's today's picture of Jamie the calf, uh, the white face. Oh, nice. White face calf there. Uh, from my from my days, and uh, I had a, a customer once, the Syracuse Sale Company, and I'd have to uh, write the commercial about the white faced and the black faced hair furs and the 
all the, I mean, I mean, it was, I got to be quite skilled at uh, the different types of uh, cows in terms of um, that were going up for sale. We don't want to see Jamie the calf going to uh, the Syracuse sale company though, anytime soon, because oh. basically you become a hamburger. If you're oh, going there, this one's looking good. This yeah. that is a good looking cat. It is. Uh, you should be it's proud. Good and strong and healthy. I am proud. Got a little eye black underneath yeah, it. You I'm, know, the family's really, really dying to meet him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Reese says this. You're my BFF. Wow. See, I got all, all sorts of. You do. All, you got a lot all of all sorts of titles. There's thing. a lot of love there. Thank for, you, Reese, for, for Jamie Lint. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is the 15th of March. Beware. Here is uh, Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history. Again, that's not the one we're doing today. If, oh, I know. I just said Why don't beware. you go ahead and tell them what that is? It's the Ides of March. Julius Caesar gets stabbed in the back. Assassinated. He was killed. Like the right. whole thing. Like right. yeah. ending his reign. And uh, who was it that took over? Alexander. You seem no. a little uh, chippy today. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. I just that's not the one we're doing today. Okay, I got it. We we've, we've been told. Nineteen twelve. <laughs> Going to kick us off today. I think, I think I think this day in sports history is his thing. Yeah. And you suggesting what he put in there. Oh, you know, well. I think that offends him. Like, okay. this is my thing. Got him. You have three hours. That's your thing. Okay. He doesn't tell you what to do. <laughs> and I think he, he feels like you're suggesting oh, I, what he I, should do. I wasn't trying so to do that. I think that was like a, um, I think this was a stay in your lane moment, okay. Heinz. Got it, it. It was really more of a, I am not prepared to talk about the stabbing of Julius Caesar in 44 BC. Okay. Then we're, I, had, we're I did not watch Julius Caesar last night to refresh my memory. I did not put any research into it. We aren't going to talk about it. And it's been hinted at three times. I, so Chuck is obviously ready to talk about it. I am letting Chuck talk about it. I've, I've, I've said really all I know. Okay. <laughs> 1912 is where we will start today. Legendary pitcher Cy Young retires from baseball with a 511 and a 13 and 15 record. Uh, th- I'm sorry, 315 record. That's a lot of baseball games. Hmm. 1945, a symbol of wartime baseball. Brent Shepard, a one-legged World War II veteran, begins a successful tryout as a pitcher for the Washington Senators. Wow. One-legged. Hence why I brought it up. Right. No, I got it. Pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. 1958, Oscar Robertson from Cincinnati Royals scores an NBA Midwest region record 56-point game. 1962, Will Chamberlain is the first to score 4,000 points in an NBA season. 1978. The A's trade Vita Blue to the Giants for seven players and $390,000. Any idea who those other seven were? Mm-mm. Yeah. 1988, NFL St. Louis Cardinals officially moved to Phoenix. <laughs> Remember, if they'll do it to with you, they'll do it to you. That's right. Now they've been in Phoenix since then, but... <clears throat> 1992 13th Big East Men's Basketball Tournament. I bet Jamie can tell me what happened here. 1992 Big East Tournament. I'm going to guess Syracuse won. They did. Okay. Over Georgetown? They over Georgetown. Sweet. 56 to 54. And in 2015, the 56th SEC Men's Basketball Tournament took place with the Kentucky Wildcats beating Arkansas 78 to 63. It is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Okay. I'm sorry, just Peanut Lovers Day, not Peanut Butter. Okay. My apologies. Happy birthday to Will I Am, who's 48. Will I Am. Mm-hmm. We hear him every day. Okay. He's the one of the people in uh, the boom, boom, boom. Gotcha. For the Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Eva Longoria, 48. Brett Michaels is 60. Uh, Mark McGrath, 55, Tavon Austin, 32, and Harold Baines is 64. Oh, that's a good one. And on this day in 1965, 
Lynn Baines Johnson calls for voting rights for everyone. Mm. We shall overcome. Every American citizen must have equal rights to vote. And that is this day in sports history. Okay. Uh, the uh, trade for Vita Blue to the San Francisco Giants. Really, uh, not anybody that uh, just stands out to you. Uh, Gary Thomason, Gary Alexander, Dave Heverlo, John Henry Johnson. That may be the only name that I recognize. Phil Huffman, Alan Worth, and $300,000. Uh, Mario Guerrero was sent to the Athletics just over three weeks later on April 7th to complete the transaction. So there you go. Mm-hmm. No, no, nobody really, nobody really stood out there. Probably why yeah. there were seven of them. Probably why in it's quantity, in, not quality. Yeah, right. Uh, Vita Blue and the uh, Oakland A's and Charlie Finley didn't exactly see eye to eye, even though he was. Of course, not a whole lot of people saw eye to eye with Charlie Finley. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's just he was, he was a prickly owner. I mean, he was, he was, he, and for instance, here's what uh, one thing that uh, Vita Blue said about uh, Charlie Finley. Um, after an 18 and 13 season in 1976, bear in mind the A's won the World Series in 72, 73, and 74. He said, I hope the next breath Charlie Finley takes is his last. I hope he falls flat on his face and dies of polio. <laughs> so I, I, say that that was uh, kind of a little rocky there. Seems a little um, harsh. Finley uh, tried to sell Vita Blue to the Yankees, uh, but Bowie Kuhn, the uh, commissioner of baseball, vetoed that attempt. He did the same thing um, in 1978, trying to sell him to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Kuhn trade, uh, vetoed those things because he said, he, the trades would be bad for baseball because they would benefit already powerful teams without making them give up any significant talent in return. He did this a number of times, the, you know, bad for baseball kind of clause that he has in his, had in his commissioner duties. So that was, that was kind of crazy, Boy Kuhn. It just uh, seems crazy to think of a business or an organization just selling someone. Right. To somebody else, to another business. Sure. Right. 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 Like the company would ever try to sell us, Chuck. They would never sell you. Okay. I think if the price was right, they would, they would move us. <laughs> oh yeah. I got They no. would sell us to somebody across town. I got no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. You, I think you would have been proud of me last night. Um, I got home uh, last night from my workout, and uh, and the three year old, the boy wonder, he wanted to go outside and uh, and play. So we we took a ball that's about the size of a baseball, and we were just gonna kind of throw it back and forth with each other. And I thought, okay, this is our this is the start of our practicing and kind of seeing what kind of sport he would like and things like that. And then he started throwing the ball wrong. He started throwing the ball, you know, sidearm or wildly or underhand. And I told him, I said, you need to throw it right. You need to throw it right. You didn't, and you didn't turn him into Dan Quisenberry or anything? Did not. Mm-hmm. And so I made him uh, I made him run a lap. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you need to take a lap. He said, what? I go, take a lap. And he loves to run. So he ran, and then he came back, and then he did the same thing. He threw it poorly, threw it wrong, did, did not throw it properly, did not put his arm back and, and, and throw it. He tried to emulate me as a left-hander, and I said, "No, no, no, your other hand." And then I started throwing it with my right hand. But he, again, and then, and then he's running and he's smiling and laughing. And then he, he ran a second time around. I'm like, "This is punishment. This is punishment for not throwing it right." <laughs> Have we purchased um, a glove for said? Youngster? This was like a, a rubber kind of a rubber ball that yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, but you need to learn how to catch and with a glove and all no that i haven't done that yet but maybe that's... if we're gonna play catch with a ball about okay. the size of a baseball i think we should get a glove it was a kind of a, just a, a kind of a rubber kind of bouncy yeah. ball kind of yeah, thing sure let's yeah. let's get a little baseball how about that and get a glove okay okay all right we'll so work we, on that. so i mean he's got like he's learning real skills you know well, he, yeah, he, there's not many sports where you play with a 
ball about the size of a baseball and you don't catch it. I know. It was, just, it was just kind of a, it was just like a rubber yeah, so bouncy that's ball. that's good. I yeah. mean, you're working on hand-eye yeah. coordination right, and all yeah, that good yeah. stuff. That's trying awesome. Trying to get him to catch it. And, so let's I mean, take he, it to the next level. It bounced off yeah. his face and he didn't cry. So yeah. that was good, you know. Yeah. And you can get baseballs that are okay. like rubber. Okay. And so they're not as harsh if right. you hit him in the face. Right. Like in Sandlot or anything. Well, I mean, it's just it bounced up and hit him in the face. So you get him a glove, and then you can start throwing him grounders, and you can teach him how to get into correct ground ball fielding position, which I'm sure you're an expert at. Oh, yeah, no no doubt. And you're probably going to need to get yourself a glove, too. (laughs) Right. So he can see what Big Puck does. Mine's in my garage somewhere. Get older brother a glove, too, so they can play catch with each other. They, They would probably throw it hard at each other, and then somebody would cry. And then the 10-year-old would be in trouble. That's what brothers are for. Yeah, the young phenom. That's Sometimes he, get, he gets drawn off sides easily. I think I think we got to get these kids some gloves. Okay. Mm-hmm. But did you like that, that I had him run a lap? I, for think, the, th- I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's great. So do that's we, what, do that's, we have a... What would Jamie do? That's what Jamie do, would do. Do we have a goal a, up in the driveway yet? A what? A goal? A basketball hoop? No, my driveway slanted and the kind of the ball would run into the street and so... it we got we to gotta become better shooters before we put up a basketball goal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Uh, just a couple of things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, the 10th round bonus... Uh, was around 149,000, so 13th was probably around 100,000 okay. in terms of uh, Zane Petty. So, yep. okay, there thank you, you, thank you for that. Uh, Shelly reports in. I kind of feel like she's uh, narking on Choice. Says that Choice Woodman has 16 brackets. Get him some help, uh, Jamie, how or more a, work. How does a man with that many kids have enough time? I don't know. Fill out 16 brackets. Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind that's probably 16 brackets as of yesterday. More could have been filled out already today. I, I am just going to do There have been years when I have done a couple of different variations. I'm just going to do one this year. I'm just going to do one. And I'm, okay. I, I won't reveal until Thursday morning, and then I'm not going to bore you with, you know, updates. When I say you, I don't mean our fine listening audience. I mean Specifically you. Me. Specifically if you. If our fine listening audience would like updates on how your bracket is, just... Bracket away. Bracket away. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody says this. Their final four is Alabama, UCLA, Texas, and Gonzaga. I'll say this. If, I if, feel if, like Texas has a good shot to go yeah. deep here. Yeah. Uh, if if Texas, uh, I think if they get to the Elite Eight, I think that all, almost makes it a certainty that they hire Rodney Terry. Although I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. It depends on if they want to go uh, fishing. Uh, Bullfighter says, Choice says he'd have 50. I don't know. It just seems, it seems, seems like a lot. I mean, when you've gone like with every possible option, <laughs> right? I mean, have you really picked anything? No, <laughs> you really, you really, you really haven't. Yeah. I really, 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 really haven't. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm kind of to each their own, man. To, to each their own. All right, it's uh, it's time to play the game. The 71st Annual uh, Regional Spelling Bee uh, presented by Double T 97.3 and Optimum. It'll be March the 25th at the YWCA here in Lubbock. Kids from uh, public schools, charter schools, private schools, uh, all competing for the chance to go to our nation's capital to compete uh, for the um, National Spelling Bee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner of uh, RB here uh, and, and a parent get uh, airfare and uh, some stuff to go and uh, compete and uh, try to make it uh, and represent us proudly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope so. So in the spirit of that, we uh, at 7.15 each morning for the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll have a word that Jamie will present to me and I will attempt to spell it. I am one and one on this particular round of spelling for the 2023 spelling season. Okay, so um, this one is in honor of Choice Woodman. Okay. Oh, goodness. Bracket? It means to pawn or mortgage something. Okay. And he is pawning or mortgaging his integrity by filling out 15 different bar- brackets. Okay. The word is impignorate. <laughs> wow. 
means to pawn or mortgage something. Impignorate. Impignorate. Okay, I'll give it a whirl. It's not as hard as you think. I-M-P-I-G-U-N-R-A-T-E. Impignorate. You were you were going well there. Did it need Where did the U come from? You said impignorate. Oh, I don't know. Impignorate. Impignorate. Just sound it out. Try yeah. again. Try again. I M P N U R A T E. I got the G. I M P I G impig narrate N O R A T E. Oh, N O R A T E. Hey, um, pignorate and pignorate. So now I'm one and two on the spelling season. I, I did. I, I thought I was, you know, it was a, if you just sounded out, you were you good. Know. I don't know where the U came from. You know, um, I don't know. And pignorate and pignorate. To pawn or mortgage something. To pawn or mortgage something. So he's, he's pawned and mortgaged his, his integrity, integrity by filling out 15 50 different brackets. brackets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh this he said he would end up with around 50 nut job <laughs> hey you know we're gonna have coach garlic on uh at eight fifteen this morning to talk about her team going to the wnit do you think we'd have time to play the game for with her do you think she would be interested in that she was a you know an educator she was a high school teacher um as a coach I have no idea okay. if she's interested in a spelling contest or not. I, I know that pretty... her and her team were at the baseball game last oh, night. Oh, were they really good? Yeah. Good. I bet you if you'd known that, you would have come to the game. Uh, yeah, basketball maybe. to watch yesterday. I didn't Jamie. see Finkner or Hines there, but the Lady Raiders, <laughs> the Lady Raiders were there. The, the organization. I did not get the memo. Okay, I did not. <laughs> you know he would have been there, Chip. No, no, no. I, I, I had, uh, I had some things going on. He had two basketball games to watch last night. I did have two basketball games to watch last night. And um, With was... two teams that he didn't know he was going to be watching a week ago. That it were more important than watching the Red Raiders take on UTR. I followed the game. Uh, it's fine. I followed the game. You get to make your own choices, Chuck. I'm not yeah. banging on you for yeah. that. No. Just own your own choices. You watched two basketball games I did. I watched night. two basketball games last night. Yeah. Or had it on in the background while I was, you know. Taking a nap. I didn't take a nap last night before I went to bed. I did not. I did Monday night, but I did not last night. I did not last night. I was um, I was working, trying to get ready for a Lady Raider game against uh, UTEP on Thursday. We've got some really interesting names on this uh, on this team. Ola Hyde, Ola Run, Tim Alehan? No, he, his uh, sister is not on the team. Okay, mm-hmm. let's see here. We've got uh, Alina Eureke. Okay. Okay. That's not bad, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I have no idea if you pro- pronounced it correctly or not. Yeah. We have uh, Eliana Cabral. She's from uh, Montijo, Portugal, by way of uh, New Mexico Junior College. They have a number of transfers. They have. Uh, Who UTEP- doesn't? Uh, er- <laughs> right. Who doesn't? They 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 do have a, an actual kid that's a sophomore and a junior then, and one from Helsinki, Finland. Uh, Arike, I believe, is uh, was a high school teammate or a, or a club teammate of uh, Saga Ukinen. Oh wow! That's okay, cool. both mm-hmm. of them from Helsinki. They, I don't think they'll have ice skates with them. Okay, a couple of Finlanders in the Hub City. Okay, the Hub City. <laughs> Hub City. Hub City. <laughs> now they've got kids from Bradley, North Texas, Jacksonville, Tyler Junior College. Oh, Beyonce Powell, Apache lady. Yep, she's uh, out of Miami, Florida, by way of uh, Tyler J.C. And uh, national champions. Okay. They won it, the title right here in Lubbock Right here in year. Lubbock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seward County, Oklahoma State, Northern Colorado, New Mexico J.C., TCU, Adele Tack, and Weatherford. Okay. Uh, the Lady Raiders have, uh, their transfers are from A&M, Mississippi State, SMU, Oklahoma State, Little Rock, Texas, OU, UT Arlington and Houston. You ought to ask some of the baseball guys if they know Katie Farrell. The UT Arlington baseball yeah, players? Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not having yeah. many conversations with them. I didn't think you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody says this. Do they, don't the games last night not count as tourney games? How can you still be doing brackets? It's already started. Yeah, the, the first four aren't counted against the 
like 99.9% of all bracket challenges. Okay. Uh, this from Washed Up Guy. I had not even seen the actual national bracket until last night. What are you doing, Washed Up Guy? Where were you at 5 o'clock on Sunday? I sat down to do one and only and let it lead me where I felt it would go. Arizona will win the national championship. Okay. Uh, Bullfighter still uses the U after you basically told him not to use the U. That was a mysterious U out of nowhere. Right. I'm predicting Rodney Terry will be the head coach at Texas. Okay. I I think... If I was to predict something about that, I would because I would say the same thing because I think they're going to get deep into this tournament. I'll be surprised if they're not in the Elite Eight. And I think if he takes that team to the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. I think he probably gets an athletic department-friendly contract. But I think he gets a deal. Yeah, and I yeah. think he's the the new head man. That way, they're I mean they're keeping their staff intact. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not like they're completely changing everything. Um, I, I, he's done a great job, and I feel like he deserves a shot. But but again, I would understand them not going that way if they fall flat on their fa- face and lose in the first round. I I feel this way. If it were anybody but Texas, based on what he has done, based on the circumstances that he took over, and the recruits that he is retaining, he would already have the job. But Texas always feels like they can, they can do better. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.31 this morning here on the Morning Drive. <clears throat> Time for Jamie's question of the day. Your uh, pregunta pro favor, sir. All right, my question to you guys is today, and this can't be a moment with your favorite team. Okay. Okay, or your favorite teams, if you are one that has more than one. Okay, right. so okay. just a rando college basketball NCAA tournament game. What's your favorite moment mm. from the NCAA tournament that doesn't involve one of your teams? I guess the first one that comes to mind is the uh, NC State Houston game in 1983 uh, when NC State upsets Houston. Uh, nobody gave NC State uh, a chance to win that game going in. I don't think it was uh, fait complete that it was going to be Houston to uh, cut down the nets. And then uh, Derek Wittenberg uh, lofted up an air ball, <laughs> and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say. I mean that was that was a great that was a great moment because I think everybody was, and I think I was rooting against Houston just because everybody was rooting for Houston. I had no dog in that hunt whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not really a moment, but a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that moment when they yeah. won the, that last shot. You know when they put when Wittenberg puts up the shot because I'm thinking once it goes up air ball. And then Lorenzo Charles catches it and then slams it home. Okay. So I mean that that particular moment, because I think once that shot went up, it was like, oh, okay, Houston's going to win. You have that thought right away, and you don't. And then all of a sudden, Lorenzo Charles just gets the ball out of midair, and yep. and they surprise and sh- literally shock the world. Yeah, I'm the fuddy daddy here. I don't have one that's just jumping out at me. Um, I I don't. If I don't have a team plan, I'm probably not paying attention during the NCAA tournament, like at all. Uh, I will watch a grand total of like one total game this weekend between all the games that are played from Thursday through uh, through Sunday. Um, it's just not my jam. I, I, there's not a moment that jumps out that doesn't involve the Red Raiders. Probably just another one would be uh, the uh, Christian Leitner play, the, the long pass play by... By Duke. Um, Thomas Hill, right? No, no, it wasn't Thomas Hill. Who it was, was it? It was, it was... Was it Thomas Hill? It was the, cow, the former Cowboys' son. Okay. The, oh God. Anyway, go ahead. Yours. Okay. yours. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Bryce Drew buzzer beater okay. to beat mm-hmm. Ole Miss. That just was such an awkward shot for Valpo. And, you know, you get the – it just felt like that game was over and, and, and he yep. just hits an amazing shot. And to me, I'm thinking of the – I'm thinking when I'm thinking about the moments, I'm thinking about buzzer beaters in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament where mm-hmm. I mean everybody just goes crazy. And I would love to be in an arena with one of those happening just to see because you got people that are there for the next game or other sure. games that don't really care. Mm-hmm. They're just there for entertainment. And I would love to see fans that really don't care who wins just kind of go crazy over big moments like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be that would be really, really cool. And so um, that one I, I thought was awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, his dad was the was the coach. Homer mm-hmm. Drew was the coach mm-hmm. of that team. Uh, Grant Hill, thank you from the chant line. Oh, uh, it was Grant, not yeah, Thomas? Yeah, Grant Grant Hill throws the ball bas- okay. basically. I was thinking Grant came at later than that. But. To, he throws it to the free throw line. I was watching that game, and I was thinking, oh, here we go. Kentucky's going to. And they're going to upset Duke. I mean, that was tr- truly kind of two teams. You just a couple of blue bloods there, and uh, late in the throw gets the it's, ball. I mean, it was such an amazing game back and right. forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jamal Mashburn and and Kentucky were loaded, and Duke was obviously loaded. You know the the best thing about that was, and and uh, you're going to you know, oh, this is another Chuck tidbit, a uh, little tidbit from that game. So Vern Lundquist is doing the game on television. And Vern Lundquist used to be the voice of the Cowboys. And Lundquist later would recount that he he called a play where the Cowboys won a game thanks to Calvin Hill throwing a touchdown pass out of the backfield. And now here is, you know, Grant Hill throwing basically a touchdown pass to to Leitner who turns around and hits the shot. That was a money pass. Mm-hmm. It was a money pass. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have thrown it any better. Yeah. It was perfect. Um, somebody says there the uh, infamous... Timeout, no timeout by Chris Weber. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A couple people bring that up. There's there's no doubt. Um, you have, I think my my favorite Grant Hill highlight in the postseason was in the national championship game where he's that alley-oop dunk where he's way above the mm-hmm. rim. You remember that one? Yep. Way above the rim. Yep. Um, somebody says Abilene Christian beating Texas. Okay. No, that was fun. Yep. Um I was trying to think of a moment in the uh, 85 national championship game between Georgetown and, and um, Villanova. Of course, you know, er- earlier, I can uh, think it was 82, you have the errant pass. Let's see, 81, you have the errant pass that leads to a North Carolina uh, national championship, you know, and uh, and then 82, they come back and I think that's right. No, 81 wasn't that. Anyway. <laughs> Another one, 82 and then 84. Another one for me was Ty Sedney going mm-hmm. coast to coast yep. in under five seconds. And that was an early round game. And UCLA won the national championship that year. So, I mean, you don't win that without that great. I mean, it was just like he was weaving through cones. It felt like he got all the way to the rim. Well, it looked like Missouri was going to go to a Final Four uh, for the first time under Norm Stewart. And um, Ty Sedney prevented that. Uh, somebody says this, the uh, Shockers taking out KU a few years ago was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. You bet. Um, I don't think you mean that, Chuck. No, I don't. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, my friend Rick, just says uh, Fab Five calling timeout with none left, right? We've had that. Uh, somebody says this, UK didn't defend the inbound pass by Hill. That was their first mistake on that play. Well, yeah. And they showed they showed Thomas Hill. He he was the one that was crying right after Leitner <laughs> made the shot. <laughs> uh, there's just so many. There's there's so many. I mean, this tournament. You know, as many times as you've kind of looked at a at a Super Bowl per se, if you wanted to compare it to something, and been disappointed because didn't really have much of an outcome or there wasn't much, you know, drama or anything like that. The the NCAA tournament has never really disappointed. There's always there's always a highlight every year, or there's always something that that transpires, whether it's in the Final Four or the Sweet Sixteen or buzzer beater that leads to an Elite Eight or something like that, where you go, man, that was that was worth my time. So yeah, there'll be uh, there'll be, be a lot of basketball at my house this week. You know, is 
there's been plenty of years where I haven't had a dog in the fight or my dog got beaten in the first round. Mm -hmm. And I love the NCAA basketball tournament. And um, that's why I just feel so disappointing to me, the way this season went, because you've become a really good program that does damage in the postseason. And just the way you just, I don't know, the drama that surrounded your program this year. It just, it, I just have so little interest. Yeah, no, I think. I mean, it's just all painful. I think that's understandable. And, yeah, it's just this. Yeah, and and I have. Been, I mean, Jeff said if his teams aren't playing, he's not usually watching. Um, for the NCAA tournament, I'm, I mean, again, more times than not, my team hasn't been playing, mm-hmm. and I'm still watching. But it just feels different this year. And then plus my. Just distaste for how, what college basketball has turned into. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm just. It's sad to me. It really is because it's been always been such a fun thing. I, I mean, I think if if I sit down in front of the television and I'm turning on the TV, I'm probably going to turn it on. I'm still gonna still gonna watch when I can, especially if there's a you know exciting game. I'll still watch, but it's not something I'm going to plan my day around anymore, or you know at least not this year. Uh, Hopefully the Red Raiders will be back next year, and I'll feel differently about it. I think they'll be back. In the tournament next year? Mm -hmm. And you have this information, why? How? We have no coach. We have no idea what players we're going to have, but you're predicting we're in the tournament. Gut feel. Okay. Just a (laughs) gut feel. I'm an optimist. Sure. I feel our heartburn. I'm a heartburn to some. Okay. I know that. I'm a heartburn to some. No, no. Are you feeling a gut feeling or heartburn? Oh, it's a gut feeling. It's a a good gut. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. And we welcome to the Visual Tech IT hotline the head coach of the Texas Tech Lady Raiders, Krista Gerlich. Good morning, coach. Good morning. How are you guys? We are awesome, and I would imagine that you are uh, awesome in uh, in the middle of uh, scouting uh, Texas uh, El Paso UTEP. You'll take them on tomorrow night at uh, United Supermarkets Arena. It's a six o'clock uh, tip for the WNIT Lady Raiders. Make it to the uh, postseason for the first time in ten years, Coach. Talk talk about the impact of of what that means for for you and your program. Yeah, I mean it's crazy to me. First of all, that it's been that long. Um, and I'm super proud of our girls and, and just even the, the girls that have come the last two years that have helped us, um, you know, try to turn this around and, and get it going in the right direction. And I think it does speak to just how difficult it is to play in the postseason. And, um, you know, for for our girls to be able to play at home in the WNIT um, on Thursday, I think it's huge for our for our fan base, I think it's huge for our program, for our team, for our underclassmen, and even for our seniors to be able to play one more time in front of their um, in front of their home fans. Coach, what's been the biggest difference from last year's team to this year's team for you guys to get to this point to get in the postseason? You know, I think we have more depth. Um, I think we definitely have more depth. We have more weapons. We're more balanced. Um, you know, we've got five real uh, seniors that are. Um, committed to this program and they're committed to helping us rebuild it. I mean, they came here knowing they had a short stint, um, but yet they believed in what we were doing and they just wanted to be a part of the rebuild. And I know that people are impatient about trying to get to the NCAA tournament. And and so am I, I mean, I, I, and I truly thought this team could do it. And, and I think we, we showed at times that we were definitely that type of team. Um, You know, the big 12 is difficult and, we didn't win enough Big 12 games, but but I do think that um, because of our depth and and our, our senior leadership, and then we've got some really talented young young players that um, that have just made us a, a really a, a more balanced team, if you will. Uh, your, your seniors that have really starred for you this year, uh, led by Bree Scott and, and what she has done and averaging 17 a game, and and you're going to need that plus some probably tomorrow night, aren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to have a balanced attack, and we're going to have to have our, our scorers score, and we're going to have to have, you know, kids come in and, and play their role really well. We're going to have to have people rebound and, and defend. But um, UTEP's a good basketball team. Um, you know, they've done a great job of being very, very relevant in the com- in Conference USA, and, 
And, um, you know, Coach Baker, I've known him for a long time. We worked together at, at West Texas A&M, and he was co-coach of the year this year. And he's been, and, I, and I'm always cheering for him. I'm always, I even sent him a text just the other day before I knew we were going to play him, that how excited I was for him and just watching his team. So it's going to be a good team, and it's a good matchup. I mean, the whole field in the WNIT is really tough, and it's going to be an exciting tournament. Coach, speaking of exciting, how exciting, how fun was it to be around your team when they found out they were going to get to play in the postseason? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, we talked about it all year. And and, um, even going into the Big 12 tournament, we talked about, you know, we had an opportunity, I thought, in the Big 12 to to make a case for ourselves for the NCAA tournament. And we fell short of that. But even then, we were like, we felt really confident that we could still play in the postseason. So, Really, we were trying to maybe take a little pressure off of them to try to reassure them that, hey, their their season's not ended. But at the same time, um, when we got together on Sunday night, everybody was really nervous because, you know, we, we thought we had an opportunity to play in it last year, and we didn't. So we were really nervous. So when, when we did finally get the acknowledgement that we won, um, or I mean, not, not that we won, that we got the opportunity to play in the tournament, um, the girls were so excited, and they were just so full of joy that they still got to play with each other again and and in front of their their fans. That's what I love about it is that they really aren't they really want to play with one another again. You know, I thought it was interesting. You were talking in your press conference the other day how you had the underclassmen come up and watch the NCAA selection show. And I was telling Jamie, you know, there have been times where you've heard coaches talk about, cutting down the nets in the first practice so they get the practice of doing it. But I thought it was interesting and, and actually cool that you had those your your young underclassmen come up and watch the selection show and and try to visualize, I guess, seeing themselves in that same spot next year. Absolutely. And the reason that we did our underclassmen and we didn't really invite the, the seniors, and that we tell the seniors they were welcome to come, but that was going to be painful for our seniors, you know, and – and um, and we wanted to make sure that it was a joyful thing whenever we found out we were in the WNIT. So we wanted to bring our underclassmen in to uh, so that they were so they understood. First of all, we we also had them fill out a bracket as they told us who was in, and so they could see the teams that we had beaten that are playing in it, and the teams that beat us that were playing in it, and that you know that we almost beat, if you will. And there were there are four teams in the tournament that that we beat, and there's four teams that beat us now. A couple of those teams beat us more than once. But still, um, you know, I think it was really important for them to see that we belong and that it's we're not that far away. And I wanted them to see how exciting it's going to be when we get together next year to, to hear our name. All right, Coach, can you kind of give us a couple keys to this game against UTEP? Yes. Um, we, we've got to come out from the beginning, from the start, and play with a lot of confidence. And, and, and play with a lot of intensity. Um, our, our defense needs to be very, very on point and set the tone um, against UTEP because they've got a couple of guards that, that can really get going, and then they've got a, a strong presence inside. Um, I think offensively we, we really need to execute because they, they're a good defensive basketball team. Um, and, and But I think that there are some spots that we can, you know, um, exposed a little bit and, and we've gonna have we're gonna have to be really on point with that. Like we can't just go out and, and try to play a pickup game. Like we have to really be cognitive of what our game plan is. Um and then always rebounding the basketball is huge for us. And so we've got to have a presence on the glass for sure. You know, you you take on a team that uh will come in here with a lot of fight themselves. I mean Alina Yuruke Eureke, she had twenty three the other night uh from Helsinki, Finland. Saga Ukanen is very familiar with her. And then Naya Boyd, uh who played at Oklahoma State, she had eighteen the other night for them. So they can score. They they do pose some problems that but the maybe the best news for you, and I'm assuming this, is that Katie Freelon is gonna be back or Katie Farrell's gonna be back uh for you. Uh, she had uh uh, some concussion issues the last couple of games and didn't play against K-State, but having Katie Farrell back will be will be huge, won't it? Oh, for sure, yes. I mean, when you have a fifth-year senior missing from your lineup who who is really kind of the glue for us, um, it certainly makes a difference. And, and as she will, she'll be ready to go, and she's been practicing well, and it's good to have her back in the lineup. And, and we should be fairly healthy and, and uh, have all hands on deck, and we're, we're excited about the opportunity to play. 
All right, Coach, thanks very much. It's a 6 o'clock tip. Uh, tickets available at United Supermarkets Arena. I'm, I'm excited that it was a 6 o'clock tip, and I know you guys did that on purpose so that uh, families can go and, and the young kids as well uh, with it being spring break. We'll have the broadcast for you on 107.7 Yes FM. Our coverage at 5.30 tomorrow night and the tip at 6. And if the Lady Raiders win on tomorrow night, then uh, high likelihood they'll play at home again on Saturday. Coach, good luck, and thank you for being with us. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate you guys so much, and I certainly want to see a lot of Lady Raider Nation in the USA on Thursday. That's uh, Coach Krista Garlick here with us on the Visual Tech IT Hotline. Yeah, it would be really cool if we could get uh, a really big crowd out there, especially the students. students. We know how important they are to the atmosphere at basketball games, but this is a big deal, so it would be cool to see the support and uh, I'm sure our our players would would be uh, extremely excited and pumped. Mm-hmm. Give them a little extra boost if that place was was good and full. Yeah, and and I've been I've been doing this lately, mixing Katie Farrell and Kyla Freelon together. I don't know what the world's going on inside my brain. Can you help me with that? I have no idea what's going on inside inside your brain. It's a little scrambled. Right I would now. be a little bit worried about myself if I did know what was going on. <laughs> um, but I, that really isn't just, that didn't just start. That didn't just start. That's been I've a kind been of ongoing, that for quite a ongoing while. issue. You know, what it could be is they both remind you of Bryson Williams. Could be. Uh, um, they both have K and F in their names, too. Are they both from Arkansas? Uh, no. Uh, Bree Scott is from uh, Little Rock, though. Mm-hmm. So. And she played at Little Rock as well. So, but maybe that's where that, uh, that's where, uh, but I think that's going to be big. I think they got to come out and play like they were finishing against K State on Thursday. I mean, they played with a bit of hair on fire, but man, there have been just, I think only one time this year where you've trailed after the first quarter that you've won the game. And I think mm-hmm. your record is 14 and five when leading at the half this year. So, couple of things and i think points inside are going to be important the lady raiders have done a really have done a good job of that they did not do a good job of that against k-state last week and, and the other thing is when you're going inside you're going to get to the free throw line and they've mm-hmm. proven that they can make free throws i mean they make about 15 a game so that might be a factor as well this has been the morning drive podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t 97.3 podcasts at double t 97.3.com